Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. It is the podcast for bartenders, servers, and their customers. Of course, got to include the customers. They're the people that pay our bills. But, you know, we can't just sit here and talk about money all day, even though money is the greatest thing in the world. And if you don't think so, you probably don't have any. But, let's talk about what today's drink is. Today's drink I got from Margie Reinhardt. Margie Reinhardt uh, commented on the Facebook post for Hey Bartender Podcast. Uh, on what her favorite drink to make is and how do you make it. She claims that the hypnotic martini is her favorite drink to make. How do you make that? Some hypnotic, some Malibu, and pineapple juice. I suppose you can probably shake and strain that into whatever fancy glass you like. And, you know, probably looks really awesome under a blacklight too. Sounds pretty tasty if you ask me. So, check it out. If anybody knows who uh, Margie Reinhardt is and uh, likes to get surfed by her, talk to her about her hypnotic martini. She says it's good, so it's gotta be. So today, what do I want to talk about? You know what? Today, I want to pay a little bit of respect to my servers. All the servers that I've worked with in the past, they're all awesome. Eh, Some better than others, but... My servers were always the best that I've ever got to work with. And if anybody out there thinks that their servers are better, I'm sorry you're wrong. Let's start off. Yeah, well, let's talk a little bit about what I expected from my servers. I expected basically nothing from any of my servers. I didn't expect them to entertain me. I didn't ex- uh, expect them to, you know be on top of their tables. I pretty much left them alone. And when it came to being a bartender, working at all the bars that I've been to, they pretty much said when the manager is not around, the bartender's in charge. So whether it was me working or one of the other bartenders at one of the bars that I was working at, they pretty much left us in charge. So the owner of the bar could go home at a decent time. So whenever a problem came up or a question came up, the servers would often come up to me. And there was one time where I worked at a really crappy bar. I mean, this place was a shithole. I had barely any customers there. And the ones that did show up there were just complete wastes of space. But the servers would come up to me and ask me, Hey, this customer wants this, this, and this, what do I do about it? And I said, I don't know. I've only been working here for three hours. So, bartenders just know that you got you got to have a little bit of responsibility you're looking after all your servers you're looking after your customers 
And bartenders, yeah, you got to keep everybody entertained. You got to make sure your servers are happy because it's kind of like marriage. If your servers ain't happy, you ain't happy. Because if the servers aren't happy, the customers definitely aren't happy. So the customers have to come up to you to get a drink or, you know, there's it's just a big mess. Now, I just told you that I had no rules or expectations for my servers. I, I'm going to take back one. I put my foot down every time I got a new server or every time that I worked with somebody new on my shift. I don't, I don't care if they've worked there for uh, a long time and then all of a sudden got put on my shift to cover somebody else's shift. I always said, you stay out from behind my bar. I'll make the drinks. One girl, uh, she, it was actually kind of funny because she's like, well, then we're not going to get along. And I said, yeah, we're going to get along because you're not coming behind my bar. The reason why I started that rule is because one day I was working behind the bar and my other server, she decided that she wanted to come up, to, uh, come up behind the bar and start conversing with my customers at their bar. Then all of a sudden she started taking orders and that pissed me off because if she's taking orders at the bar, she's taking my money and her money is to be made out on the tables. I stay behind the bar. I don't go to her tables and I'm sure if and there were a couple times where she even took the tip after pouring the person the drink. So I just set down the rule. Nobody comes behind my bar during my shift. I don't care what you do during anybody else's shift. But during my shift, you stay out from behind the bar, I'll make the drinks. Because that little printer machine, it shoots up the little piece of paper that says what kind of drinks that the people want. And usually I wasn't that busy to completely ignore that. Now, I'm not, no saint. I'm definitely no saint whatsoever. Because there were a lot of times where all of a sudden the server would walk up and smile at me, and I'd just sit there and enjoy her smile because she was really pretty. And then she'd point at the printer, and I'd go, oh, right. And so I'd uh, quickly pour a couple beers or a couple uh, quick cocktails and uh, send her on her way. But that was my rule. You know, I, I didn't want to be a jerk about it. But you know, a lot of people, they were actually uh, really understanding about it. And since... The bar that I'm talking about right uh, right now was a really small bar. There wasn't a lot of space for more than, let's say, two people. There, I wanted to say more than one, but there was uh, enough room for two people because on Fridays and Saturday nights, I would uh, bartend with a, another person at that particular bar, and we would work together really well. Sorry, I hit the mic my uh mic stand and i'm not gonna edit that out we would work together really well and i you know we know really well how to get around each other without getting in each other's ways it's like um barb you know what i'm talking about barb if you're listening to this podcast um at the first uh, at another bar that i used to work at tons of space in fact before it became an honest to god bar it was just a beer bar all they had was beer and no alcohol, so they didn't have any shelves really or anything like that. But 
me and the other bartender, we had tons of space to work around each other. And I had one well, she had another well. And neither of us were really considered barbacks. Now, barback, they'll have like the place on the bar that's way far away and just make drinks for the servers. That's it. Uh, But we didn't really have that sort of thing. And people just came up to us at the bar because they knew they could get their drink fast. And so when at, uh, when I worked with Shannon, another good friend of mine, uh, she, she and I would be behind the bar and I would see that her side got really busy and I'd just wander my way over there and just start taking orders. And believe me, Boy, was I paranoid about that because I didn't want to get in her way. I didn't want to take her money. But she was like, no, it's totally okay. Go for it because I was getting drowned there. She had like four across and five back when on the karaoke side where I was normally bartending, I didn't have as many customers and I would just throw out the drinks as fast as I could. The server we had working with us on those Fridays and Saturday nights she, if she knows about this podcast, she probably knows who she is. So I'm not going to say her name, but I'll, I, she might try to sue me. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, so far this podcast is just kind of out there. But I appreciate everybody who listens and all the comments on the Facebook page. But that server that we had working with us, she was way, way more interested in her social life. She, It was like she, the only reason why she was doing that was just to have a social life. It wasn't to have extra money. It was just to go be around her friends. And because with the reason why I thought that, and also the other bartender thought that is because once she got to work, she would start gossiping with another server and they'd spend their whole time out behind the wall or something like that, talking back and forth And then when the late night came in and she would pretty much spend her entire shift hanging out behind the bar, wondering why she wasn't making any money. Now, servers, you want to make good money. You got to be out there on the floor. You don't make money behind the bar. That's where the bartender is, unless you're in one of those bars where uh, that uh, that's where you're supposed to be. You're a bartender slash server. You, but in this situation, it was late at night. We had music, dancing, karaoke, people shooting pool. There is tons of money to be made out on that floor. But she was hanging out behind the bar majority of the time. Or if she did actually go out into the floor, she would spend most of her time talking to one of the customers and just pretty much catering to maybe four or five tables when she had an extremely large room to work on. But all the customers pretty much got used to coming up to the bar, especially during the week. She got mad at, uh, at Shannon and I because she couldn't understand, how come these customers are automatically coming up to you? And I tried to be nice to her and say, hey, listen, we work every other day of the week. You only come in Friday and Saturday nights. Sh- Shannon and I, we're here all the time. People know us. So they just get used to coming up to us. She actually thought we were standing around talking shit about her throughout the rest of the week. And so no customers wanted to see her anymore. No, we weren't that vain. 
it was just the customers got used to us there that you know no there's no other story about it i'm sorry got mad at me uh, a lot of the times just because i would put it in her face i mean i would really harass her about it because she starts her shift at 5 a, uh, 5 p.m and i came in for a short shift at 9 p.m and my sales would way outweigh her i mean just I would, my sales would almost be double majority of the time of what she was doing. And she couldn't figure out why. And I looked at my uh, friend bartender. She's, she's sitting there saying, because you didn't come out from behind the bar and you don't do anything. And she was complaining that we're taking all of her business. No, we did not do that. She just wasn't working the room the way that she should. And getting her to do things like bussing tables Oh boy, God, that was just horrible. But, you know, any of you other bartenders out there, you agree with me? I mean, a server that works starts working at 5, her shift ends at 1.30. Her sales should outweigh a bartender whose shift starts at 9 and ends at 1.30. It should, the, bar, the bartender that comes in, it, their sales should not double. I mean, she's able to go out there and sell food and she's able to sell drinks all that late night bartender shift did all all he does all i did was serve drinks and still my sales outweighed her i'm sorry but it's not because i'm talking trash about you behind your back well i am now but it's just that you're a shitty server you know sorry but you know as time went along uh, she took over my bar shift because the manager decided to let me go for goofy reasons. And well, no, I think it's actually because, uh, she decided to dart, start dating another one of the relief bartenders. But after I, uh, I got fired, uh, that relationship took a nosedive like 20 minutes after, and then he quit. And so uh, she had to come in and start being a bartender, which is what she wanted in the first place. She was all about wanting to be a bartender. But then I went and moved along. There was that one crappy bar that I worked at. Let's not even talk about that because the servers didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. I just caught up on Company Central. That's all I did at that bar. I had no customers because the cops were constantly keeping an eye on that place. And it was just ridiculous nobody wanted to go there anymore because they automatically knew no matter how much they had to drink that night the cops were going to pull them over yay but then afterwards i was lucky enough to move on to yet another bar pretty close to the first bar that i worked at and it was nice to get back there because i already knew majority of the people that were there Majority of the people that were there also frequented the previous bar. They'd spend their time earlier in the night with uh, Shan, who worked with me at the previous bar, and then come over and see me at the other bar. So it was kind of cool. And so my servers that were there uh, at the next bar, they, well, Brad, the owner, he was awesome because he, hooked me up with some really, really good servers. Well, he had a handle for hiring good people for uh, to work in his bar. 
granted, you know, he he didn't wasn't bad in a thousand. We had a couple bad ones that he did stick me with, but majority of the time he always hired a good server. He had a good nose for that. First server I'm going to talk about, uh, a different Shannon, not the Shannon that worked with me at the previous bar. This uh, this is server Shannon. Uh, Shannon, if you're listening to this podcast, hey, how you doing? Uh, Shannon was a great server. She uh, was always talkative. She was always flirty and knew all the customers' names. She treated everybody like a good friend. She was a longtime server there. And so everybody knew her. Everybody considered her a friend. She, truthfully, was the one that made me start that uh, rule of never coming behind my bar. Sorry, Shannon, but it's true. You'd come behind my bar, start taking customers, and then I'd lose money because you were taking my customers. Was it because I was too slow? I don't know. Uh, But if I had a choice between some goofy-looking dude behind the bar and a pretty blonde uh, behind the bar, I'd go for the pretty blonde every, uh, every time. But the... Funny thing about Shannon was, is she was very talkative. She flirted a lot. She wouldn't take crap from nobody. You couldn't flip her shit for nothing because she'd just throw it right back. Most of my customers got used to that, and they were always really, really cool about that. But there was one night, okay, she and I had a disagreement. Now, remember what I was saying before, when the boss is gone, majority of the time in any bar that you work at the bartender's in charge so there was this one night there's gonna try to give you a summed up version of it there was these guys they were shooting pool one of them was a long time uh regular customer of mine and the other one was just this kid he was just this idiot kid and they started shooting pool and while i was standing there watching these guys shoot pool I noticed that they were kind of getting in each other's faces. So I wandered over there and I said, gentlemen, we having a problem? And they said, no, 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 no problem. Just having a ruling on a shot here. And I said, well, if you guys have a problem with a shot on this pool table, you can leave now. Uh, Brad had a longstanding rule. If you have a, tr- if there is an issue between people about a shot on the pool table, pick a number between 85 and 87. That's 86. Get the hell out. But I managed to keep them apart. But then they started shooting pool together again. And this time, the kid decided to call the other guy a racial slur. And immediately, the other guy started punching him. I quickly jumped out from behind the bar and said uh, to separate the fight, told my cook, get uh, call the cops. And he says, do you want me to call the emergency number or just the regular number as I'm heading out to break up a fight? And I looked at him and, call the emergency number. Come on. And so I went out there and I the the kid, I knew he was a lot lighter. So I grabbed him first and just tossed him off. And I stared the other guy right in the eye while he was in fight mode. And immediately he went from fight mode to, ah, shit, I just fucked up. And I sat them down. I separated them both. And the cops were coming. And Shannon had a little bit of a problem because I told him, don't ever come in my bar ever again. Because that's the rule. You fight in my bar, you're gone. 
And Shannon was trying to protect the regular customer. She was trying to help him out. And, uh, but there was nothing I can do. That's the, that was the bar rule. You know, you ha- pick any kind of fight in the bar. You are automatically 86, no longer able to drink in that bar ever again. But she tried to help out the customer. I see that now. But Shannon, having her seniority, working at the bar a lot longer than I had, she tried to step above me, tried to make the decision and told the guy, oh, don't worry, I'll uh, get you back in. It won't be a problem. And the next time I saw Brad, uh, I told him exactly what happened. And he's like, you did the right thing. Yeah, he's 86 can't do anything for him because, you know, even though he's a regular customer, he's gone. And I ran into the guy uh, a few weeks later and talked to him a little bit. And I guess both him and the kid had a few priors. So they both went to jail and had to go to court. Never saw the guy again after that. And, you know, I hope he's doing well and hope hopefully his family's doing well. Not the kid. I uh, He was a dick. But... You know, it's just one of those things. You can't get in a fight in the bar. And, you know, good for Shannon for uh, trying to stick up for the poor guy. But there is nothing I can do. Brad's rule and he and he just um, backed me up on that. And I was really happy with that. I don't ever know what Shannon ever thought of that, but there was nothing ever... Uh, really said about that between us after that day. Uh, you know, life went on. Oh, let's take a break for a second. Uh, you know what? Something that came to my mind uh, just the other day. I, when I was working behind the bar, I would tell jokes constantly. I don't know how many times I reenacted the whole tater salad story from the blue collar comedy tour. Uh, you know, Ron White, that whole tater salad story, when it first came out, it was awesome. But the 733rd time, I think, I listened to it, boy, I was getting bored with that story. But, you know, a lot of bartenders out there, uh, you, you get them, you know, you ask them to tell you a joke. Because a lot of people want to be entertained. They want to laugh. But there's a lot of bartenders out there that say... I don't know any jokes or I don't, when I tell jokes, I don't tell them very well. And you know what? I'm going to help you guys out because when I was uh, behind the bar, one of my old customers from the first bar that I got fired at, uh, he said, you need to hire him back. He need, he knows all the funny jokes and you know, much appreciated to that guy. Uh, so I'm going to help bartenders and servers out right now. This is a public service Uh, In a really, really stupid way. I'm going to tell you a joke. And this joke came from one of my customers. One night she came in and with her boyfriend, now husband, and she had a few drinks in her. And she was a a bartender server back in the day. And she, (laughs) by this time, was getting a little bit lit. And so she decided, here, Anthony, I'm going to do something. And then she stands up on her bar stool and says, everybody shut up. Everybody be quiet. I want quiet in this bar. And, of course, everybody thoroughly confused on what was going on. Stopped everything that they were doing. 
and looked at her and she says, I have a joke. And so she starts telling this joke. Now for you people out there that would like to have a joke when you go into your next shift. Okay. This is the spot right here in the podcast. Uh, tell this joke. So this old man uh, uh, sitting, staring out his window. His wife was carefully cleaning the kitchen. The man was just giving the evil eye right out the window, and he just was just obviously angry, and the wife was just ignoring him. And then the man points out the window and yells to his wife, You see that dock out there? I built that myself, handcrafted, each piece, and it was the best dock in town. But do they call me McGregor the dock builder? No. You see that bridge over there? I built that. Took me two months through rain, sleet, and scorching weather. But do they call me McGregor the bridge builder? No. And you see that pier over there? I built that. Best pier in the country. But do they call me McGregor the pier builder? No. The old man sits back in his chair in a huff, and as his wife is carefully cleaning the kitchen, she mutters to herself, but you fuck one sheep. You know, I should have some music to cue that uh, cue that the joke is over right there. You know, like, da 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 you know. But uh, maybe I'll work that up for another podcast or something like that. Oh, well, whether you like that joke or not, I'm sure... Uh, Depending on how much the, your customers have had to drink, your customers will probably like that joke. So, enjoy! Next server I'm going to talk about was a good friend of mine. She was an amazing server for a girl that had never been in the service industry up until that point. She, you know what, truthfully, I don't know a lot about her backstory other than that she had a kid and a husband. But she told me that she had never uh, been a waitress before and she handled it like a pro, especially working with a dork like me. So, Jennifer, if you're listening, this is all about you. Jennifer is was a great server. I don't know what she's doing now, but uh, back in the day when she was working uh, at the bar with me, she was amazing. She always had this incredible smile on her face and immediately put everybody at ease and everybody was happy around her. And she was always really, really helpful to me even. I, okay, one really bad habit that I had when working behind the bar is I would take food orders and I would forget about them because the kitchen was all the way on the other side of the bar, uh, the restaurant, not just the bar, the restaurant. And I would constantly forget about orders. But she was always really awesome seeing food on up on the service, uh, service rack check the ticket and bring it out to me. And I was like, that is so awesome. Thank you so much. And that made me look good to my customers. And, uh, she was, um, when really she was helping me out. Best thing, uh, best couple stories uh, I know about her. When she first started working, there was this one customer, uh, actually both the stories have to do with him. There's this one customer where she he'd walk uh, she any server would walk up to his table and say, "Can I get you anything else?" And he says, "Yeah, I'd like a baked Alaska." Okay, here the big thing: we did not have baked Alaska on our menu. 
And so she took his order for the baked Alaska. Then all of a sudden came back a couple minutes later and said, did you want the uh, fish and chips or did you want whatever other item was on our menu that could be considered something like that? And he, he was just, he's just like, you got me. Uh, <laughs> really sorry. Uh, so she, she handled that really well. The other time she handled with the same customer really well is when on taco night, it used to annoy the living piss out of me. And I don't know why I didn't think of it, but she did. And that makes her brilliant. Uh, where he would order one taco at a time on taco night. Cause you put in the order, the cook gets tor- uh, the corn tortilla, put some meat, put some cheese, and then you bring it out to the customer and they put whatever toppings that they want in it to lettuce, tomato, onions, chocolate sauce. I don't know. And he would order one at a time. So like every 10, 20 minutes, he'd say, hey, can I get another taco? Hey, just one taco. Can I, can I get another taco? And you'd be running your ass off for this guy. But Jennifer, she was smart enough to walk up to him and he'd say, I just want one taco. And she goes, screw you, you're getting two. And, you know, they're 50 cent tacos. Just get two. And she she took the bull by the horns that day. And I have great admiration for her for that because I never thought of that. And I'm not sure any, anybody else ever thought of that. But she just always really friendly and you know what? I'm going to take a second to apologize to her because uh, there was a New Year's Eve uh, that happened to me happened on my bar shift. And she, uh, I asked her to stick around because I knew the bar was going to be packed and I didn't want to clean up that whole mess by myself at the end of the night. And at one point, I think it was probably around 1130. She said, hey, do you think I can get off the shift? And I said, you know what? I really need you here. I'm sorry. No. And uh, so she stuck around and kept working with me. That was so awesome. And you probably wanted to hang out with your friends that night, but you didn't complain. You were still smiling and you didn't hold a grudge, I hope. But uh, thank you so much for that. Uh, Because New Year's Eve, small bar, tons of customers, no dishwasher. Uh, that that was going to be a living hell. But, you know, I just talked about a couple of my favorite servers. I, I had tons more, and I'll probably bring you up in another podcast if you're feeling a little left out. If one of you happens to be listening, hope you are. But, uh, like I said, Brad was normally really good about getting me some good servers to work with me on my night. Or nights. And, but, you know, not everybody's perfect. Not everybody can bat a thousand. And I did work with some really, really crappy servers. And it's not because they forgot about their customers or they screwed up their orders or stuff like that. It was mostly what made the bad server is their personal lives and you know, you can't help but bring your personal life into the situation at your workplace, any workplace really. But the problem with some of my, some of my servers was that 
their lives were just spiraling from time to time. And no, spiraling is a little bit too harsh of a word. Okay. It's just, they made poor decisions. Uh, first one, quick story about her. She was a good server. She, uh, the customers loved her and she was good about getting her orders right. She was always, uh, friendly with me, but at the end of her shift, she would take advantage of her shifter drink. Everybody knows the shifter drink when you work in the service industry. It's that drink. It's that bonus that you get at the end of the night for doing your job. And it's that one free drink you get to sit back, unwind, relax before you get in your vehicle and head home. Maybe more than one, maybe four or five, depending on how your night was or how you think your night's going to be. And she would take advantage of her shifter drink. And it usually came, uh, I think it was tarantula tequila and orange juice. It was one of those bomber drinks where you drop a shot of tarantula tequila in orange juice and she'd slam that back. And sometimes she'd have more. Sometimes she'd just leave. But those nights where she said, give me another one. Or give me another drink. Give me a this drink. Give me that drink. Those were the nights where you start to have to babysit her. Because she would kind of get a little excited now. It, granted, she was a cute girl. And it was kind of fun watching her get a little excited. But when it came down to it, she got a little bit too excited one night, I guess. I wasn't there. It wasn't my shift. And begged one of my other customers to spank her. Ooh, that was probably a bad idea, especially for a server. And so he did. You know, he saw the opportunity. It was a spankable ass. Why not? And I guess she went home and told her boyfriend about that, which started the jealous boyfriend act. Yay! See, the jealous boyfriend, well, it's actually... It's not just jealous boyfriends. There's jealous girlfriends too, where the server or the bartender's significant other decides maybe I should start hanging out at the bar, you know, it's just so I can see where you work. Bottom line, it means that they want to watch and make sure that nobody's grabbing their ass or, you know, she had a boyfriend that uh, was one of those guys that was hell bent on being the alpha male and didn't like it when he wasn't not he wasn't the center of attention but he generally uh tried to joke around with the customers while keeping a sharp 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 eye on his girlfriend and when he was there it didn't bother me at all cuz you know it's just another customer to me he sat there he drank his beer and usually when he was there That meant she was going to go home early because as soon as she was done with her shifter, he'd be like, okay, I'm bored. Let's go. Well, of course he's bored. He's been there for the last six hours. And so she would end up leaving a little bit earlier and she wouldn't, you know, start partying with the other customers. I guess it got to be a problem uh, a little bit later on because one night I noticed he wasn't there. And then my other server, um, I think it was Jennifer that told me. Uh, said that he wasn't allowed into the bar anymore because he was starting to get into customers' faces. 
if they were starting to flirt with his girlfriend. And I was just like, well, uh, that took longer than I thought. Because usually in situations like that, that only takes a day or two. But he, I think he lasted a couple weeks. So uh, I don't know what happened to them. Uh, I don't even know if uh, she has a Facebook page or anything like that. Uh, it's great in living in this day and age where you can uh, cyber stalk people. It's not healthy to cyber stalk. That's public service, another public, public service announcement for everybody. However, you can't help it. And... Now that you can bring your smartphones and your tablets into any bar or restaurant, because any bar or restaurant almost out there has free Wi-Fi, you can sit there and cyberstalk anybody and or tell everybody in the world where you're at. And, you know, you, you don't go to the bar for privacy anyway. If you wanted privacy, you would have stayed home. You know, it always used to crack me up, those people that said, Leave me alone. I just want to be alone and drink. And bullshit. If you wanted to be alone, you would have stayed home and drank your beer, not sat here and drank it. Ugh. Oh, that was kind of a random tangent. Moving on to one of my favorite parts of the show. We're going to play some music for you today, ladies and gentlemen. Today's track comes from Jason Achilles. He's from Los Angeles, California, originally from the San Francisco Bay Area. Um... Uh, right now touring all over the place. Uh, the song we're going to play for you today is a song called Sunrise. Here's Jason Achilles with Sunrise.
Once again, that was Jason Achilles with Sunrise. You can find him on his website at jasonachilles.com. That's J-A-S-O-N-A-C-H-I-L-L-E-S.com. Or Instagram or Facebook, just search out his name, Jason Achilles. I really hope I'm pronouncing that right. And pretty sure he'll come up. Uh, All of his tour dates and uh, his other music is posted up there. Uh, You can download his music on Apple Music or Amazon or visit bandcamp.com. Type in his name, all really easy to find. If you're in the Texas area uh, next month, in the month of May 2019, you can find him in Houston on May 15th at the Super Happy Funland. Uh, Or you can catch him on May 19th in Austin at the Astronomy, Astronomy on Tap at North Door. Anyway, it is last call. Last call for alcohol. Now, just remember, when you're out there, be nice to your servers, because those servers are actually taking care of you more than you actually think. And if you have any servers that you would like to uh, brag about or talk about, just hit me up on the Facebook page. Uh, Just look up Hey Bartender Podcast on Facebook. Or send me an email. Shoot me an email. That's always cool. At uh, my email address is heybartenderpodcast at gmail.com. We're also available on Twitter right now. So check out Hey Bartender Podcast on Twitter. I want you to get on there. Tell me your jokes. Tell me your stories. Send me a couple pictures of your favorite drinks that you like to make or drinks that you happen to have. Send me anything. I don't care. We're going to post them on Facebook. We're going to have some fun with it. Also, remember to share, like, and subscribe to this podcast. And also share, like, and join the Facebook page. A couple things I want you to remember. I want you to remember to be safe out there, everybody. If you had a little bit too much to drink, get yourself a cab. And get yourself home safe. I mean, come on. Is getting caught by the police really worth that extra Long Island iced tea? And... Take care of your bartenders, take care of your servers, make sure you give them a tip because, hey, they deserve it. They're looking after you, you got to look after them. So, until the next show, I'd like to leave you with my favorite quote from my hero, Billy Joel. Lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness, and don't take any shit from anybody. Good night, everybody. I had to blow again. I said, hey, man,